You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for the beginning of Oscars week, um, or week plus one, or week plus two, however far this takes us. Uh, We're doing exactly the same thing we did last year. We're going through all the Best Picture nominees, one a day, leading up to the 91st Academy Awards. And uh, we can think of no better movie to start with than a movie we already reviewed a year ago. Uh, So this is all rehash, uh, if you listened to our last review. Uh, If you didn't, this will all be fresh, and you'll be very angry with us by the end. Because we're taking the most popular movie of the year, and the highest grossing Best Picture nominee of all time, and... We're going to dump all over it, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about Black Panther. I think that we're, we're going to be more generous, or at least I'll be maybe a little bit more generous than uh, I was the first time around. But uh, it makes sense to kick it off with this because we don't have to do any work and rewatch a movie since we already watched this a year ago. <laughs> and uh, Ben probably just rewatched this. I just listened to our previous podcast to remind myself of my feelings. I didn't actually. Uh, I rewatched. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> uh, it's a toss up. Anyways, let's get into it. My name is Colin, and if you say one more word, I'll feed you to my children. And Child. my name, Child. my name is Ben, and my suit is good. <laughs> There's no quotes in this movie. You said it a year ago. There still isn't. I know. <laughs> and just when we're getting ready to start this, Ben's asking. We had like a bunch of episodes to record today, and Ben's like, "So what are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll do the Black Panther one, and then you, you know, take the next best picture we do." And then we're getting ready to start recording, and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, there's not much quotes for this." I'm like, "Oh no, quotes." <laughs> um. <laughs> let's let's fill people in. So a year ago, I, we both rented this, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I, I, we did. Yes, we both rented yeah. this movie. And haven't uh, returned it yet, though. <laughs> That's right. That's why I watched it again the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much has changed. I, I will say some of my opinions have changed. I don't feel like I was harsh on this movie. More just harsh on the critical reaction to this as being like the greatest superhero movie of all time, which I really didn't feel like it was even in the top half of the Marvel movies. And I I don't want to make this whole thing about dumping all over Black Panther, but I was happy that of all the reactions there were to the Oscars, there were a lot of people saying, okay, Black Panther, good movie, but this is not a Best Picture nominee. And there's always that, every single year, there's always like, oh, what was the big snub this year? And it feels like in the last couple of years, the media, for whatever reason, is pushing whatever the big hit is. Like, I remember when The Force Awakens came out, there was like, The Force Awakens did not get a Best Picture nomination. <laughs> and at the time, it was like, Last Jedi. <laughs> well, and there were probably some critics who thought that last year, nobody in the public. Uh, but... I'm always happy when the public has that reaction of, you know what, it's a fun movie, but this is not Academy Award material. And that seems to be the general consensus, even from people who love Black Panther. I don't I don't think I'm finding a lot of people saying, yeah, this is the best picture winner for 2019. But um, there are some people out there who are like, well, at least they're a rewarding Marvel. And again, I always find that weird too, because I remember like, 
at one point when the final Harry Potter movie came out, and it's like, you know, they should really give Harry Potter uh, a Best Picture nomination just for the entire series. I'm like, that's – you can't do that. Like, Roma this year – cannot say, well, let's take the award for all black and white Mexican films over the last hundred years. <laughs> you know, well, it's short. It's the... Long overdue. <laughs> Can we just find a way to make everything rewarding, like an entire history of film or, or director or ethnicity or whatever? Um, but well, last year, The yeah, Shape are... of Water, finally, for all those movies about fish having sex with humans, finally it came about. So I was very happy yes. about that. And you know what? For all those people who have just spent their entire lives wanting to see a Best Picture nominee for Francis McDormand killing people, three <laughs> billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh. And for all those people outside finally. of Ebbing, Missouri, it's finally, finally. time. <laughs> yeah, Ebbing, Missouri, so underrepresented in the Best Picture wins in the last 90 years. So finally, justice. Well, nearly, but it got nominated. Whatever. <laughs> but- <laughs> But yeah, like uh, that seems to be the other argument. I was like, oh, should they be rewarding Marvel with a Best Picture nomination? And then again, you're finding a lot of people's reactions saying, you know, Black Panther, good movie, but there probably were better Marvel movies to reward this. And even just superhero movies, because now there's the the third thing of, well, this is the first superhero movie to ever get a Best Picture nomination. And then you think like The Dark Knight did not get a Best Picture nomination. Batman Begins and Logan didn't. Like these are movies that legitimately could have gotten Best Picture nominations and there wouldn't have been any critic or person who wouldn't say that belongs on the Best Picture list. And it's just I feel like Black Panther, it just feels weird having this as a Best Picture nominee. And I agree with everything you said because I think you and I in the next couple of weeks are going to have varying opinions on the two films that we're doing. And I think that, for one, this is the one film which I'm like, I guarantee that's going to get nominated and I don't believe it should be. And I'm like rolling my eyes and it did. And you've also got to understand, the Academy essentially created a category that lasted for, what, two weeks last year? Essentially, so I feel this movie could win an Oscar. That was, what, the most popular picture Oscar or something along those lines, whatever it was called, which they quickly rescinded on. Because... Now it's in this category, which, uh, like, I don't, I don't hate this movie. <laughs> I just think it's so overrated. I have to keep explaining because even Mallory says to me, like, I watched Black Panther. I don't know why you hate it. And I'm like, I don't hate it. Like, it's it's got yeah. its good bits. It's just so so overrated. And I did rewatch it, and I find I found probably that I disliked it even more. Again, I still don't hate it, but it's just. If we're in an age where a superhero film or a film like this can get nominated for Best Picture, like, you're absolutely right. We can list a whole bunch more. Spider-Man 2, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, just so many of these films. And that, yeah, maybe the Academy should look at these overly popular films every now and then um, and and possibly put them up for consideration. But I just... I just cannot believe we're going to look back in history in 20 years' time and realise that Black Panther was the first movie that got nominated for for Best Picture in these realms of superhero movies. I mean, I would argue that Avengers Infinity War was a much better film that perhaps deserved Best Picture nominee over Black Panther. Probably a very unpopular opinion, but yeah. I, I just, I can't believe we're here talking about the Oscars in 2019 and we're talking about Black Panther as a Best Picture nominee. You asked us a year ago, I'd be like, what? No. <laughs> I did rewatch this a couple of weeks ago and uh, I think my opinion slightly improved on this, although it's more like the things that I was okay with this movie, I'm like, some of those things that I was just okay with, I actually really like. 
there was nothing that I dislike about this movie the first time that my opinion approved on, particularly the action. And I think that's where, for me, it feels wrong to have, if you are going to look at, well, the first Marvel movie or the first superhero movie to ever get nominated. Because as a superhero movie, I feel this movie, that's where it fails. I think as a drama about a culture and mm. this country and the, you know, the, the the war over this throne, that's where I find it to be an interesting movie. And even the political stuff. But particularly the action, and this is why it's so weird, like Ryan Coogler who directed this, he had just come off of Creed where he did like these incredible fight scenes. And it's like he has an inability to film a fight scene in this movie. Like the, the fight scenes where it's just the tribal fight, you know, over uh, uh, T'Challa you know, wanting to take the the throne and then you have his fight with killmonger and then you have another fight like first of all there's a lot of repetition in this movie of the same fights over and over again but even worse the final fight between killmonger and black panther it just looks terrible and i brought up the same complaint when we reviewed this a year ago you have two guys whose costumes are almost pitch black and you film them all in pitch black meanwhile outside every other character is in a battle out in the bright sunlight of africa with these incredible surroundings around them and then you put the two characters in a surrounding where you can't even see what's going on. And in terms of like effects, I felt like this got even worse for me because there are some great visual effects in this movie, but certainly not the overuse of CGI in these fight scenes. And Ryan Coogler coming out of Creed where he had real guys actually boxing each other. I don't know why the fight scenes in this are just so flat and why the action is so flat in this movie. Like, story's okay, but it's just the action just doesn't succeed. And I found, personally, watching this this time around, that I was a lot... I was bored in so much of this movie. Like, Mm. it's very slow, I think. And I think you make a good point there. Like, outside of a superhero movie as a drama, like, yeah, like, focus at that. Um, Because... You, I also had to keep remembering that I'm watching a Marvel movie throughout this and that this is, you know, is a superhero movie, which I don't know if that kind of, you know, it adds to why this got nominated for Best Picture. I'm not too sure. But it's just, to me, if I'm if I'm sitting down and watching this as a superhero movie, if I'm re-watching all the Marvel movies, um, you know, this is just a, 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 a below-average superhero film to me because that's how it is. It's a superhero film. And... That's how it's marketed as. And I just think, like, I agree. The action, even these set pieces where you're meant to be like, okay, it's boring, but oh, now we're going to car chase through Korea. This is going to be exciting. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like, well, is it? Like, it's kind of Mm -hmm. not really involved in it as much as I think you should be. And, you know, even kind of, you know, the most average Marvel films, you know, you look at your Iron Man 2s, your Thor Dark World, at least you've got some action pieces in those which you kind of, you, you sit up for a little bit. I listened to bits and pieces of your review you did of Age of Ultron, and even you were commending some of the action in that film, mm-hmm. and you obviously really despise that film. Whereas, <laughs> like this one, it's just kind of, it just, it all feels like in a jumbled muddle of meh, this movie, that yeah. kind of, it, it just adds to it. Like, it's not the worst thing we're ever seeing, but you're not blown away from it as you walk out of it either. And, okay, I have two other complaints as far as this getting a Best Picture nomination. One is I don't like this expansion of the category. Um, They had to fix it over the years because the first year they did it, they had, like, they just said, we're going to have 10 Best Picture nominees. And what ended up happening was you had a movie like The Blind Side get a Best Picture nomination when the only other category it was nominated in was Best Actress. And it's like, well, how can you be Best Picture and not even make the top five in anything else? Um, And you look at 
this movie, yeah, it got seven nominations. Like big, that's a big deal. But all the categories it got nominated in, and I, I don't like to say minor category because there really is anything as a minor category. But best picture should be the overall um, presentation of the movie. I believe best picture comes down to the story, the direction, the acting, and how the movie's technically presented. And the technical nominations Black Panther got were things like production design. So that's for the sets. Costume design. The movies can get nominated in those categories and be terrible movies. It happens all the time. Something will get best costume design, and meanwhile it's nominated for a Razzie that year. And those are the major categories it's nominated in. I mean, it got sound editing, sound mixing, original score, original song. Basically, they're saying the movie sounds great, and the sets and the costumes are pretty. It doesn't get any acting nominations, nor do I think it really, you know, Should, would be in contention. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not knocking the acting, but, like, you could get, take this with any superhero. I mean, I mean, I think that Doctor Strange is Marvel's best movie ever. But if Benedict Cumberbatch, who's an amazing actor, got nominated for Best Actor for Doctor Strange, I'd be saying the same thing. It doesn't belong <laughs> there. It's not getting a screenplay nomination. It's not getting a director nomination. This thing hasn't even made the top five list in anything other than how it visually looks. Then is it a best picture nominee? Yeah, and I kind of was going through that too because I, I mean the acting. I I think the acting is quite poor in this film, um, and I, I think it really shone through on a second time around for me as well. And I think I might have mentioned that last year when we said it as well. Like I wasn't keen on the acting, but like, you're right. You make a very good point. Kind of, it's it's not exactly a Marvel staple to come out with amazing acting. Um, mm. but yeah, like, I mean, the song is good at the end, like, sure, <laughs> but like the costumes, okay, um, but like, I mean, you, you kind of look at some of these ones, like, cause we sort of, when we did the Aquaman review, we sort of like, oh, you know, there's a bit of similarity to Black Panther here. Like, I would argue that if you're going to put Black Panther in some of these categories, an Aquaman should be in some of these categories. And I don't mm. think Aquaman should get nominated for Oscars, but, um, but like sound editing, like we constantly mixing. We had that weird boom dunk sound like throughout this, which I didn't realize as much until the second viewing, which they kind of use um, in not the not the song that got nominated for the Oscar, not all of the stars, but. Um, the other one that Kendrick Lamar did, uh, which you actually hear in the, the casino sort of scene, like there's a lot of that. It's like this weird drummy sort of. I don't even know what it is, but um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Move on. <laughs> I'm probably probably going to say something racist in a minute, Ben. Just take <laughs> oh, over, well, Colin. <laughs> boy, you're going to love my transition here because my second complaint about this getting a Best Picture nomination is that there is the argument of this movie being groundbreaking. This is what a lot of our review last year was. Was the, the the fanaticism of this movie because there had never been a superhero movie or a blockbuster even at this level that was for the crew and the cast really an all black presentation mm-hmm. and th- that definitely I think holds its place in history but there's another podcast I listened to um, called Unspooled and uh, it's sort of a spinoff of a podcast that's similar to ours where they just sit down and watch bad movies and they make fun of it, but they do it in front of a live audience because they can get people to pay to see them. So they're um, the same but, as us, and they're, but they just have listeners, essentially. That's what you're saying. Okay, got they it. They have listeners who will pay good money to see them and listen to them in person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, we couldn't give tickets away. <laughs> we tried. But, uh, <laughs> we, offered, we offered people money. We're like, have $100. No, I don't want to listen to that crap. Go away. I will, I will offer $20 Canadian right now to anybody <laughs> who wants to fly themselves down to either here or New Zealand and listen to us record an episode in person. You will get $20 Canadian. <laughs> I would offer $20 New Zealand, but that's like about, you know, three cents Canadian. So it's fine. It's, it's all good. Then I will offer $20 and three cents Canadian. <laughs> we'll just top it off. <laughs> um, but the other spin-off podcast, Unspooled, is um, going through all of the AFI top 100 movies of all time, and they kind of review it, and then they'll sort of ask the question, like, does this belong on a top 100 of all time list? And one of the things that frequently comes up, they're like, this movie is clearly on here because it was groundbreaking that it was the first of its kind or the first in this genre or a good example would be the movie like The French Connection. They're like, The French Connection was the first in like gritty, you know, violent R-rated cop dramas. But when you look at it today, is it the best of that bunch? Or is it on this list? Is it getting this credit because it was the first of its kind? And that's kind of where I'm at with Black Panther. It's like, I think Black Panther, it is the first of its kind. But in no way do I think this is going to be the best of its kind. Uh, because for one, I don't believe that in this isn't even like you take the French connection. It's starting a genre. This is a genre that already exists. And it's like, we're going to have like more in terms of like wonder woman, Hmm. the first movie, you know, directed by and starring a woman in a superhero movie. And even there, I feel like wonder woman probably, and I love wonder woman. It's my favorite DC movie. I might rank wonder woman higher than any Marvel movie, including Dr. Strange, but if Wonder Woman got a Best Picture nomination, I'd still probably be asking these same questions. Like, Just because it's the first in this genre to be made by these people, aren't, aren't you now giving the attention to an ethnicity, which almost feels like it's racist in a way, than it is for rewarding the movie? Because I don't believe that even by, by the time we get Black Panther 2, if everybody's coming back for Black, Black Panther 2 – I believe Black Panther 2 will be an infinitely better movie than Black Panther 1 because there was some good stuff in Black Panther 1 and people will always look to top themselves. Black Panther 2 comes out and it's a better movie than this. It's not getting a Best Picture nomination. So should this be getting a Best Picture nomination because it's the first of its kind when that has nothing to do with the quality of the movie? And I agree with everything you say and I I feel – I think we touched on this when we reviewed this last year that, you know, maybe we're not the appropriate audience to be talking about some of these things. But I think at the same time, like, I feel I feel it's true, at least from my opinion. And I think kind of – I don't want to take away from anything from this film for what it has done for, you know, uh, I guess a superhero movie essentially with what, like a 98%, you know, black cast. It's fantastic. And – I can't, you and I have always championed the fact that it's great that we can have these things, but let's maybe not necessarily make such a big thing around it. Like, it, this should be the norm, that we shouldn't have to focus on the fact that, oh, it was directed and written by a woman, like, you know, and, oh, it's, you know, all featuring a majority of the black cast. We should live in a world, and sadly, I guess we don't, where we can just watch this and not care what a person looks like or what their gender is, and we enjoy it no matter what. But, yeah, I think you make very good points there that... You know, it's yeah, it's going to open the doors up for more of these things moving forward. But like this, surely won't be the best example of it. I mean, we've got a few, uh, obviously, probably what half of our best picture nominees, I guess, uh, championing, you know, or putting a cause out there related around race. Um, 
And I'm looking forward to, in the coming days, uh, reviewing these films and kind of looking at them from different perspectives and kind of seeing, you know, what they're doing out there. And, it, and it's not a new thing. Like, we've had plenty of films in the 90-year history of the Academy Awards that have obviously put a message out there around race. And you would argue that this necessarily isn't putting a message out there about race. It's more so just showing that we can have a blockbuster film of this scale that doesn't have to feature just all white people to sell a movie. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think they're kind of Black Panther 2 will come out in a few years. It will blow it all away. Probably won't get nominated for an Oscar as well. But, uh, I guess hopefully by then we're just living in that day and age where it's just the norm and we don't really have to worry about what a person looks like and we just enjoy the movie because we enjoy the movie. Just to kind of back up, like, my opinion on, um, I don't believe that just because it's the first of its kind that it's the best. Marvel had done this, um, with their Netflix TV shows already with Luke Cage. So Luke Cage was written by, directed by, you know, and then starring an almost all black cast. And I thought that Luke Cage was one of the best TV shows, at least season one, season two, not so much, but season one, one of the best TV shows I had ever seen. It, 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 it completely blew me away. And DC did that with uh, a show called black lightning that came out last year as well, which also I felt was better and the, these shows dealt a little bit i wouldn't say they deal so much with the 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 topic of race the way you think and this is where i do like black panther is that it's just about their this is i'll start saying some positive things about black panther it's about their culture it's not about oh well this is you know uh, us against white people you know it, it, it's similar to like black lightning and luke cage they're just living in their worlds and they don't bring up the topic of race relations in these things is just about these characters in their universes. But I feel like Luke Cage and Black Lightning as superheroes shows do a much better job than Black Panther did of entertaining, of being serious, deep, like especially Luke Cage and Black Lightning. Like those are at sometimes really deep shows and that's what I feel like Black Panther is missing. It is just sort of a popcorn movie. It's a blockbuster and that got, kind of goes back to how I feel there are superhero movies that maybe had a lot more substance to them, like, you know, Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. I'd even go as far as say The Dark Knight Rises, which isn't even a perfect movie, uh, or things like Logan that probably belonged here more. But other positive things I just want to say about Black Panther, like watching it a second time, uh, the first time around, I, I don't feel we are negative on Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, but maybe a little bit underwhelmed by him. And I, I kind of could not put my finger on whether it was just my expectations were so high to have him as this villain. But I feel like on a second viewing, or even before I got to the second viewing, just sort of looking back on it, I realized it, it was almost more that he he didn't feel like enough of a villain to me. And the second viewing was weird for me because you don't even realize he has one scene early in the movie, but then he's not even introduced till halfway through the movie. And then once he comes in halfway through the movie, you're almost empathizing with his character more. So it could be partly because I feel like T'Challa as a character was far more interesting in Civil War, which felt like more of his story than the Black Panther movie has. And Killmonger, I feel, is a stronger character in this that it's not just the thing that we do on the show where we're kind of always more in line with the villain saying they're actually not that bad. I feel like Michael B. Jordan did a maybe too good of a job playing a villain in this where at no point was I really ever against him as a villain. I, I feel like it, not just the way the story's written with his character, but even the way he played it, I felt like I was watching the hero with him. And I think, too, um, he... 
I can't really say what I want to say because it would be a spoiler, won't it? Um, I yeah, I agree with. I what think you everybody's said. seen I... this movie. If there's one we can spoil, it's this. <laughs> well, I, slight spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. Fast forward about um, thirty seconds here, but like <laughs> that's what I say to all my Tinder dates in the past. But like, I think that <laughs> it's it's kind of almost like Spectre. I'm uh, not Spectre, sorry, uh, Skyfall, in which you're almost going to say the villain kind of almost wins, like at least in the mm-hmm. fact that. It's more so. It's more obvious in in Skyfall, but at least in this, the message that Killmonger is trying to get out, it is kind of it's entrenched in you know T'Challa and Black Panther, isn't it? By the end of the movie, so that's mm-hmm. kind of where he sort of gets his message across. And yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I did appreciate him a lot more on the second time around. I will say that. Um, and yeah, Michael B. Jordan was great in this film. Um, so. Yeah, if if there was one person who maybe deserved to get an acting nom, Michael B. Jordan. Um, but um, obviously, that's a stretch, I think. And that that is a stretch. Yes, I would say that. Um, but I mean, I I would also go out and turn around and say that uh, Angela Bassett deserves one just because she's Angela Bassett and she's amazing. She should get an Oscar <laughs> nomination for just walking down the street. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I I that would be probably the one main aspect that I maybe appreciate. And and uh, I also maybe there were a couple more moments this time around with the. Uh, is it his sister, the one who's kind of in, like, the queue of the film in the lab? Like, there was a couple yeah, of moments sure. where I kind of actually did have a bit of a laugh at some of the few things she said in this movie. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, and she was my favorite around. character the first time I saw this. I, I still say the thing, I think she's probably the most fun character in this movie. That's what this movie's lacking more than anything else. And it's it's kind of strange because I feel like if I look at the Marvel movies as a whole, I appreciate the fact that Black Panther was not so geared towards the seven-year-olds the way that you know disney has now kind of made this there have been a lot of marvel movies that in my opinion missed the mark because they couldn't go as dark as they should have iron man 2 is the best example age of ultron's another one um i i'd probably go as far as to say that you know captain america civil war should have been able to go a lot darker uh and this one they they had the right balance of it not being dark but it played it serious. It wasn't just goofy comedy. It, uh, maybe because of the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like every Marvel movie that comes out now is a comedy <laughs> when mm. maybe it shouldn't always be. And this one playing it straighter, yeah, we're kind of saying, yeah, it's a it's a little bit dull at times. It, it's humorless. There's not that many great one-liners. Uh, not a lot of fun in it. But at least they showed, hey, we can play something serious, which gives me a little bit of hope that we'll eventually get some more serious Marvel movies and not everything is going to be Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy funny. I think uh, one thing I think is an interesting one, again, we always like to reference it on his trailers, but they point out very heavily that Black Panther, T'Challa, does not drop one-liners, does not drop quips. Mm. Like, it's kind of like, if there's one thing this hero, uh, superhero movie won't do, he's not gonna drop a one-liner, which is kind of like a good point. But yeah, I think you're right, because it's weird how we've skewed, isn't it? Like, Black Batman Begins, uh, Dark Knight, all these sort of ones kind of, you know, set the bar for, like, gritty, serious superhero movies. Like, this is how they should be made. And then kind of, you know, Marvel came along, and then all this sort of, sort of this world went into it. And then the DC movies got too dark and all this sort of stuff. And now we're really starting to sway back, I think, towards that over-the-top comedy, which isn't necessarily bad, because, I mean, I'm a huge Ant-Man fan. I think Ant-Man does it very well. I think everyone loves Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, and DC kind of are trying to still work out that balance. But 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating that we're really starting to skew away from where we began with the Dark Knight and everything <laughs> along those lines. So it's going to be interesting to see how that keeps going because I felt um, Infinity War had a bit of a you know all the Josh Brolin stuff around it was obviously very kind of you know dark and serious, which I really appreciated. Mm. So. Yeah, I think we're in for a big year this year with, you know, what is it, Endgame um, and Captain mm-hmm. Marvel and all those Spider-Man homes. Shazam. Not home. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. Um, it's just going to be an interesting one to see where we are in 12 months' time. Is Shazam going to be a Best Picture nominee in 12 months' time? Oh, I hope so. I- I'm going to be <laughs> so honest. <laughs> I am more excited for Shazam than Endgame. Easily. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I-, I would say that I'm the most excited for Shazam out of any superhero movie this year. Like, by uh, And I know nothing about that character until I saw that trailer. I think it looks amazing. Oh, you're, you're in for a great surprise. Uh, we can't really rank this against the other best pictures because the first one we've re-reviewed. Uh, I guess two things. One, how uh, does this change a year later? Like, not just will our rating change, but then also compare it to the other superhero movies last year. The only one I don't think I've seen is Deadpool 2. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, if I were to pick the best superhero movies last year, I don't think there was one that completely blew me away i think infinity war would be the best of the ones i've seen uh just because uh, oh i i guess the reason it wouldn't be so amazing is because it is still half of a movie but it felt like it was the biggest I've, it felt like they somehow handled all these characters and, and they shouldn't have been able to have handled even half as many uh, people have been joking for years about the whole 67 characters like like anybody's gonna get more than you know three lines in the movie um after that I might pick Aquaman, and and again, I didn't feel like Aquaman was a perfect movie. Uh, I'd probably put Black Panther ahead of Ant-Man and the Wasp, even though Ant-Man and the Wasp definitely had less flaws in it, just because Ant-Man and the Wasp was a complete throwaway story. It, it, it didn't have any importance, whereas I felt like Black Panther at least was building something where I would be interested in a sequel. I probably would be more interested in a Black Panther sequel uh, than Ant-Man. Uh, I'd probably be more interested in a Black Panther sequel than an Aquaman sequel. <laughs> but I just didn't feel like Black Panther nailed everything as much as some of those other movies did. But really, I don't feel like any of the superhero movies uh, this year would land in like my all-time best of category. And then the second part being like this as compared to last year i don't think i'm going to change my opinion at all i'm going to rent it i would probably give it a slightly higher rent than last year uh but at the same time as i said none of the complaints i had about the movie have changed it's just some of the things that i thought were okay i think are just you know slightly better than okay now well i'll say that thinking of all the superhero movies from last year you know um just that thought process is actually kind of coarse. It's kind of rough. It's a bit irritating, and it sort of also gets <laughs> oh, everywhere. Right. Um, just, just got to put it out there. Um, there it is. Tick it off the list. Boom. Done it. Um, <laughs> it's our reference. I also want to point out, can I just say that, uh, just quickly off topic, uh, at least at the time of recording this, by the time we release this, it might have changed, but probably not. Still no host for the Oscars in 2019. Yeah. Putting a hand up right now for the Oz Network. Colin and myself, um, I'm sure we're available on that day. Um, hey, not sure what you're we will pay $20.03 Canadian <laughs> to host the Oscars. Yeah. I, will, I won't even be racist. Like, I promise. Like, <laughs> I will. I'll be normal for once. So just putting it out there, Academy, if you're listening, um, we're available. Um, yeah, I, I've Deadpool 2. I mean, Deadpool 2 is similar, I guess, to Ant-Man and the Wasp in that it kind of was just the first film with just a little bit different to it. Like, there, there wasn't a whole lot extra to what you saw the first time uh i mean deadpool 2 
was the ending was hilarious. Kind of the post credit scenes were probably where I got the biggest laugh. But there's still a lot of funny stuff in it. It's not a bad movie. I think I still bought it from memory. So, but I haven't seen it since I saw it at the movies. Um, I mean, personally, I'm probably gonna put Ant Man and the Wasp as my favorites because I love Ant Man. But if I'm really being realistic, I would probably put um Infinity War just because I think yeah, I I walked out of that liking it a lot more than I was expecting to. Um. Even though I think you are right in the fact that it's kind of half a film, so it's hard to rank it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I see Black Panther and Aquaman are probably going to be down the bottom more so for me. But that's, again, not to say they're bad movies. I'm, I'm still processing Aquaman. I'm not sure how I think about it. It's been a month now, hasn't it? Um, but, I mean, personally, I would probably just have Ant-Man and the Wasp again just because I love Ant-Man. And I want to see a third Ant-Man. I want to see a fourth, a fifth, a 20th Ant-Man. Come on. I'd be okay without getting a, a third Ant-Man. And and I wouldn't mind it, but if they announce tomorrow, you know, we are n- not getting a Doctor Strange 2, I'm going to riot. If they say <laughs> we're not getting an Ant-Man 3, I'm going to be like, he had a good run, you know? <laughs> and I will say that I would, yeah, I wouldn't change my review of this. Um, yeah, I probably enjoyed it a little bit less the second time around, but it's it's not a binnable movie. Again, I don't hate this movie. Um, but, you know, I, I'm still going to rent it, I feel. Um, yeah. Do, do we also look at the other... We don't really go through the categories now, do we, and say, it's going to win this or that, don't well, we? I, think we I mean, we, I feel like mm. for some of the more important Best Picture nominees, we will. <laughs> this isn't just dump on Black Panther, but it's it's up in the sound and sound editing, the, the score. I don't feel like it should have gotten an original score nomination. Like, I, I cannot hum one part of this no, to you. Me I neither. Don't, I don't feel like the music made any impact on me at all. Black um, Panther, Black Panther does whatever yeah. a panther can. Uh, <laughs> I will say there's at least one movie in the best song category uh, that I prefer more, and it's the one from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is an amazing movie. I'm so disappointed to not get a Best Picture nomination. Uh, and well, I think I that don't... one's easy. Who's going to win that one, though? I think. Oh, of. yeah, it's, it's yeah. obvious, yeah. Uh, but but this is I this mean, is just to say interrupt. This is the second lowest favorite according to the odds I'm looking here on Gold yeah. Derby out of the best pitch. It's seventh out of eight movies right now. So yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm just happy to say it is not nominated for visual effects because yes. I really feel like the visual <laughs> effects do not hold up with this. Whereas uh, you take something I was glad did get a nomination Solo because I rewatched Solo recently and I'm like uh, that movie is so much better on a second viewing and i liked it the first time around but the second time around like i love solo and i feel like the effects for that ready player one first man christopher robin haven't seen but avengers of anywhere all these movies the effects are how aquaman is not in for visual effects though it's like that's disgusting (laughs) Mm. so here we have black panther which got seven academy award nominations i if you had left it out all those categories i wouldn't be crying uh, Aquaman again, a movie I didn't think was perfect, but how that doesn't get visual effects nominations is just—it's I'm—I'm disgusted right now. I'm, Christopher Robin's the one about Winnie the Pooh, right? Like, what, yeah. what's the the effects in that? Like Winnie the Pooh's mouth moves or something? Like, <laughs> well, that, that's the one Winnie Winnie the Pooh and um, Ewan McGregor's playing what a grown-up Christopher Robin or something. I think about to say grown up Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I I don't we know. Just like... had, I wish we had had a scene where Winnie the Pooh's like Christopher Robin. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it's irritating and it gets everywhere. <laughs> well, maybe there is. We haven't seen it. 
We need the deleted scene. Okay, we're going to review Christopher Robin along with the Best Picture nominees. <laughs> oh, God, we're here forever, aren't we? <laughs> Didn't we do nine last year? And there's only eight this year. So technically we're doing yeah. nine less, I think. So <laughs> That's why I think we, we might be able to fit in like uh, a proper preview of the Oscars uh, and not just tack it on to the end of the last movie we review. Uh, but we know which one we're covering next because it's the other one that's already been reviewed on this show. And the one I'm most... I'm probably more excited to actually have you on the episode because <laughs> when when I reviewed this, I reviewed it with Mallory and kind of we... You didn't see it, I think, until a few weeks after I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. <laughs> People haven't <laughs> realised. And I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And I rewatched it and loved it again. So, and I think from what I've gathered, your opinion has dropped off significantly. So... Um, and this is a movie that like people have to get used to us covering because we're going to be covering this again in a few months with a full <laughs> recap. So, uh, which I'm very excited for. Colin, maybe not so much, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to just I guess hearing what you have to say about because it's been I think it's been a while since you and I have had a really you know separate opinion episode, hasn't it? Maybe the Santa Claus too, <laughs> possibly uh, swept away, maybe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, all I'll say with Bohemian Rhapsody is I actually am excited to cover this more than once. The only thing I'm frustrated with is that I will have to hold back a lot of my strong opinions in this Oscar preview because we are going to be doing a full recap uh, probably about a month later or two months later. Um, but I'm just going to say this now. There are things in this movie that I really enjoyed. But if there ever was a movie that got nominated for Best Picture who did, that did not belong in the best picture category is this and that's my biggest frustration is some of the credit this movie gets uh i'll also spoil this in case anybody's <laughs> looking for something to kind of tease them into listening uh i'm not going to be fond of rami malik who's the oh. one that even the people critical of this movie are wow. like oh he was incredible so well, we'll we'll get into that more next time, and I'm I'm not even going to say. Look, it's just I have certain opinions on his performance that I think most people aren't really talking about. And way to go, Colin! We had one listener who was willing to take up that twenty dollar and three cent offer. Now they've just lost them. Thanks. Well, I'll throw in an extra dollar then. Okay, twenty one dollars. Currency, New Zealand or Canadian? Oh, put it, make it a US Canadian. dollar. That's probably worth something. <laughs> oh, I'm not that rich. Yeah, true. Hey, look, Casper is excited. He's trying to bang his way in the door. We better wrap this up. (laughs) Here's Casper. So we'll be back tomorrow. I guess we're going to do these once a day. We we only have so much time before the Oscars come out. If you've done the math. Aren't they quick? Better hurry them out. (laughs) Better start now. Uh, So we'll be back tomorrow to discuss Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, I'm sure we'll have at least one line from that movie that we can quote or one line from a song we can quote more than we had from Black Panther. (laughs) So uh, let's just say tune in next time uh, on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to it. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. My name is Colin and I'm not a racist. Ben is. And my name is Ben and... Um, hey, you won. I'm just sorry, I'm reading a quote here of IMDb. That's probably a good one. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>